Hi, everyone. My name's Michaela. Um, we're here. We're half queer. And we're going to read a book. <laughs> I just outed Dharma. <laughs> Hi. To the whole world. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Dharma asked me this question once, and it's, if you were any character from, like, a fairy tale or a fantasy world, what would your character be? What mythical creature would you be? That is such a better way to put it. I don't know what I was saying. I just repeated what you said. Great. (laughs) But more uh, consent. Consent. (laughs) Concise? Yep. Yes. I'm not good at the words. I speak Michaela. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, and so my mythical creature is a siren. Obviously. And yours is that old, short, weird woman that lives in the woods that you have to like go to to get something magic to help you. You know, there's always like that old person in the forest. A hag. <laughs> She's a hag. Yeah, I'm a hag. Michaela's a siren. What are you? What are you? Let us know. In the comments. (laughs) Hi, Michaela. Hi, Dharma. How are you? So good. Did you have any fun dreams? No, not really. I think I dreamed there was a war going on or something. There is. Anyways. (laughs) Welcome to Not Your Mother's Book Club. (laughs) A podcast where Dharma reads sexy books and I sit here like a lump on a log. Oh. For your pleasure. Oh. Yeah. I say things. But she's a sexy lump on a log. Terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) Just like in a thong. Hello. (laughs) She's like a woman half naked sitting on a log. People are like, what are you? She's like, a lump. A lump. She's a lump. It's me. I'm a lump. Anyways, I I guess, yeah, we're going to read a book. And you're going to watch slash listen to us. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're listening and you want to see our beautiful faces, you can find us on YouTube. Yeah. Just type in Not Your Mother's Book Club. Book Club is two words for all of the illiterate whores out there. It's two <laughs> words. And make sure you put an apostrophe on mothers. Yeah, because YouTube is finicky. If you don't put an apostrophe, we don't exist. She says, I want grammar or I want nothing at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, do you want to hear what book I have for us this week? I always do. Yes. First week of March. Oh, yes. Yes. Spring is maybe on its way. Who spring knows? Spring has sprung. Sprung did. Sprung. Springed. Springed. Sprung. Sprung. Sprung-ed. Sprung-ed. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like it. Sprung-ed. Sprung-ed. Spring has sprung. We've already gone crazy and we haven't even started. Showers. Ah, okay. The book I have this week, yes, it's like a semi-famous book. I feel like maybe thirty percent of our listeners will know what this book is. Mm, I feel like you're describing me. (laughs) She's a semi-famous book. Like thirty percent of people know who she is. (laughs) That's so generous. Yeah. Um, the the book is Bared to You by Sylvia Day. Oh my God, Sylvia Day. Yes, we've had her on the podcast before. We read her historical romance novel. With your grandmother. With Kamama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What was it called? Like Seven Years to Sin or something like that. I have no idea what that book was about because her grandmother was just so distracting. (laughs) 
that I was just listening to what she was doing. And the whole time she was looking at me like, I'm stressed. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. So I, that whole book for me. A vortex. Vortex. Gone. Blackout. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe hopefully this one you'll understand a little bit better. No. Okay. There's no chance. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Great. This Sylvia is the day. This is the book. I've seen this. It's a series, no? It is. A, it's a trilogy. I think it's – she's working on another book, a fourth book, because mm. the third book ends on a cliffhanger. But He possessed me and obsessed me. That's what it says Ooh. on the front. It's got cufflinks. Yeah. I like it. It's kind of boring, but it's fine. It's yeah. not sexy. It's very inconspicuous. You could read this on the bus. Discreet. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, my mom – she was like, I want some sexy books. And so she took this because I was like, Sylvia Day's really popular. So try this out. I think she read a chapter and she said, no. Great. So that's a great way to start. Yeah, we're <laughs> this setting episode. this book up for success. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's happening. Yeah. My mother didn't like it, but maybe we will. Maybe we will. Okay, great. Read me the back of this damn flippin' book. Yes, ma'am. I'm ready. Do you see it in my eyes? They're dead. The lump says Proceed. Proceed. <laughs> yes, madam. Gideon Cross came into my life like lightning in the darkness. Oh my god, Gideon. Yeah, like Criminal Minds. Criminal Minds. Mandy Patinkin. Mandy Patinkin. The best last name in the universe. It's so satisfying to say. Patinkin. Maya Patinkin. <laughs> he was beautiful and brilliant, jagged and white hot. I was drawn to him as I'd never been to anything or anyone in my life. I craved his touch like a drug. Even knowing it would weaken me. I was flawed and damaged, and he opened those cracks in me so easily. Gideon knew he had demons of his own, and we would become the mirrors that reflected each other's most private wounds and desires. No, I don't like it. This is The back of this book is so dramatic. It's so dramatic, but also I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I need to wait. recap. His name is Gideon, and they're going to mirror each other and see the cracks. <laughs> you got it. You got it, That's baby. That's so dumb. What is the back of this book? His name is Gideon Cross. He's beautiful, brilliant, jagged, and white. And white. Hot. Okay. And he's white and white hot. <laughs> and she's really drawn to him. She's craving him, and he sees all her flaws. Uh, they're both damaged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This book is actually just about two actors who are doing the mirroring exercise. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And they're both white. And they're That's looking it. in cracks. That's, yeah, yeah. They see each other's cracks. Like, butt cracks. See the cracks. See, see the cracks. Be the cracks. Be the cracks. <laughs> Be the cracks that you no. want to see in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Know your crack and see within it. Play with it. <laughs> know your limits play within, play within it. it the bonds of his love transformed me even as i prayed that the torment of our pasts didn't tear us apart this told us nothing this book is about nothing this book is about nothing i mean accurate there's like zero plot line but this is like and this is a trilogy and there's yeah. no plot line in the first book Correct. Sylvia Day. Sylvia Day said, this is about sex and sex only. No wonder my mother hated it. There's no story. <laughs> There's no conflict except them looking at each other's cracks. and They're conflicted. Yeah. Conflicting feelings about their cracks. It's actually just about them overcoming their body image. 
difficulties oh. with their ass cracks. Yeah. It's a commentary on how ass cracks are the least attractive part about a body. Didn't mm-hmm. we talk about this a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, but it's like not the ass crack. It's just the top of it that is unattractive. But if you see the whole thing, it's attractive. It's a complete image. Conspiracy theory. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. See that crack? Crack Walk it open. Fast. <laughs> You're homebound. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. Anyways, he possessed her and obsessed her. I don't like this already. So Gideon Cross is super fucking rich. They always are. This is Fifty Shades of Grey, but different. It's the same, but different. Different. It's literally Fifty Shades of Grey. So Gideon Cross is like billionaire Jeff Bezos daddy. Okay. He's not that old, but. How old is Jeff Bezos? Jeff Bezos, isn't he in like his 60s or something? Oh, okay. That's not that old. Daddy age. So what's what's her name? The main character's name? It doesn't even it matter. It doesn't even say in the book. Let me consult my notes. Eva. Her name is Eva. She sounds boring. Yeah. She just moved to New York because she got a new job in the big city. Oh, my God. In a marketing agency. Oh, she's so boring. She okay. got a degree in business and she wants you to know it. Um, I know it. Yeah. So she, her job is mm. in this building called the Crossfire Building. Okay. Right in New York, heart of the city. And she goes there the day before her first day of work just to get her bearings, meet everyone, set up her office. Sure. And she trips in the lobby. She takes a tumble. And who is there to help her get up and pick up her things? Christian Gray. Gideon Cross. Oh, same difference. <laughs> Edward Cullen. It's they're all the same person. <laughs> and yes, it always comes back to Twilight. You're welcome. Yeah, wasn't Fifty Shades of Grey Twilight fanfic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how that's how Fifty Shades was written originally. Conceived, was yeah. it it was just a fan fiction. Yeah. And then she just ripped off the whole storyline and Yes. Made a Did Stephanie huge Meyer get royalties? No. There are no vampires. There are just rich, kinky creeps. Credit your sources. (laughs) As we have an entire podcast based on reading other people's content. I don't make the rules. I I didn't either. (laughs) I don't even go here. I'm just, I'm barely even here. So. Yes. Yeah. Um, Gideon Cross helps pick up all her things. Gentlemen. Yes. And it's a super intense moment in the book where it's like literally electricity, so attracted to each other. This is fake. This doesn't happen. I like that the meat cute in our last book was her getting into a snare. Oh, yeah. A hunting trap. Yeah. She's like in a snare. And this one, she just drops her books. I know which one I'm choosing. It's two different fantasies. (laughs) (laughs) Yours is the book. (laughs) What? Yeah. (laughs) Don't even try. (laughs) Yeah. So that's how they meet. Okay. And then he becomes obsessed with her. He's like, who is this woman? He like saw her name on her name tag Mm. and found where she worked in the building and is like calling her and being like, come up to my office. We love a stalker. Yes. And she's like, I don't know who you are. Well, also, this is workplace harassment. 1000%. Just because he owns the building. Well, no, there's a very fine line between like playful romance in these types of storylines and just harassment and weird obsession and stalkers and being creepy yeah yeah and the thin line is are they rich and beautiful that's literally the only and i think that that's so problematic absolutely that they romanticize these like 
weird harassment-based meet-cute situations. Yeah. It's like a weird, creepy obsession. And I know we talk Mm -hmm. about we just want men to be obsessed with us, but I think there's different types of obsession, like a worship obsession, like they love you so much, and a like like unhealthy obsession where they can't breathe. Like they need to be their own human. Mm -hmm. Well, and there's also like consensual obsession or like – obtainable obsession Mm -hmm. there's a difference because like you can tell when someone else likes you yeah there's like light flirting but if you're just full obsession mode call the popo call the popo yeah and she she turns him down multiple times and then well and see that's also an issue in these storylines is because usually the girl does turn them down and so then it puts in male identifying humans minds that like being turned down just means that she's playing hard to get which sometimes that's not the case so i think that we need to stop doing that we're getting serious today but yes we're in a serious mood we're not playing around no If you like someone, just do it. Just tell them. Say what you mean and mean what you say. Say what you want to say. Do what you want to do. Be who you want to be. See the mirror and the cracks. Barbie girl. In a Barbie world. (laughs) Anyways, Um, we went so off track, but I was just really upset. Yes. So, Eva's mom is also very rich. She married a rich man, lives in New York. Wants for her daughter the very Gossip Girl life, like debutante, going Mm. to galas. What a life. All this stuff. But Eva's not here for it. She's like, I'm a small town girl. Mm, She's sparkles different. She sparkles different. Her father, who is a police officer, raised her. Mm. Like Twilight. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) No. No. But it's accurate. This is outrageous. I should have just read Twilight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Anyways, yes. Well, yeah, literally <clears throat> Bella. So she, yeah, she moves to New York and now she's in close contact with her mother. So her mother's like, okay, come to this gala. I bought you a dress. You can take your best friend. Just come. Mm-hmm. And then Gideon is like, I'm going to this gala. You should come. And she's like, I'm already going. And he's like, okay, I'll pick you up. Okay, great. And she's like, oh, I can't dissuade him. He's going to show up at my house to be my date. So this is where we're at. Okay. Wait, they're going to have sex before the gala? Sylvia Day. Sylvia Day. Sylvia Day. (laughs) They have made out before this. Oh, at work? At work in his Mm. office on the penthouse floor Mm. that has blackout glass walls. He presses a button and the walls go chink and you can't see through them anymore. And then he fingered her on his couch. Oh, okay. Yeah. Girl, she getting paid for that. <laughs> She's on the clock. <laughs> she ain't punching out. He's punching in. Ah! I love workplace we romance. That. <laughs> that was really good. You should trademark it. Mm. Yes, because I am 30% known. <laughs> Semi-famous. Semi-famous. <laughs> I'm not even sem. <laughs> Sam, you're soft. Isn't that what Vectal called Georgie? Sam. <gasps> Can we just read that again? Oh my god. I don't want yeah. this. Bring I back Vectal. We no, miss no, him. I know. We don't want Gideon and his baggage. And mirrors and cracks. Okay, just just read the book. Just read the book. Um <laughs> I'm saying it to you. 
<laughs> but I'm repeating what you're saying. <laughs> no, literally, though. Oh, uh, my God. Okay, well... A limousine was waiting at the curb, and the driver opened the door when Gideon and I stepped outside. I slid across the bench seat to the opposite side and adjusted my gown. When Gideon settled beside me and the door shut, I became highly conscious of how good he smelled. I breathed him in, telling myself to relax and enjoy his company. He took my hand and ran his fingertips over the palm, the simple touch sparking a fierce lust. I shrugged off my wrap, feeling too hot to wear it. <laughs> Eva. He hit a button and the privacy glass behind the driver began to slide up. The next moment, I was tugged across his lap and his mouth was on mine, kissing me fiercely. Oh my god. Tugged across his lap like laying down or sitting? I would assume sitting. Oh. We'll find out. I don't think I, I'm too tall to sit on someone's lap in a limousine. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it was like a Hummer limousine. Yeah. Or maybe like her legs are over top of his lap. Mm, yeah. Instead sense. of straddling him, mm -hmm. she's just cradled in him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did what I'd wanted to do since I saw him in my living room. I shoved my hands in his hair and kissed him back. I loved the way he kissed me, as if he had to as if he'd go crazy if he didn't and had nearly waited too long. I sucked on his tongue, having learned how much he liked it, having learned how much I liked it, how much it made me want to suck him elsewhere with the same eagerness. Oh, okay, girl. Sucking on someone's tongue? I don't think... What? I know. And like when I picture it like this in a book and when it's described like that, like sucking on his tongue, it just pictures weird to me. Yeah. You know, like I picture like a baby bird feeding from its mom. Yeah. <laughs> I just picture like a tongue protruding out of someone's mouth and then another person's mouth completely over top of it, sucking on it like a child on a nip. Like, yeah, it's weird. Like breastfeeding, but tongue feeding. Ew. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Yeah, I don't know. And I don't even know what that means because I would never, I would never be like, oh, yeah, I sucked his mouth. <laughs> No, we kissed. No, like, yeah, I don't, it's not sucking. Out. It's not a sucking motion. No. Yeah, I would never actively seek out someone's tongue and yeah. start sucking on it. No, it's not a descriptive word that comes to mind whilst thinking of kissing. No. Okay, Sylvia Day. <sighs> okay, we're off to a weird start. His hands were sliding over my bare back and I moaned, feeling the prod of his erection against my hip. So she is cradled in his lap. Mm, okay. I shifted, moving to straddle him. There we go. Great, we're moving. Shoving the skirt of my gown out of the way and making a mental note to thank my mom for the dress, which had such a convenient slit. No! No! <laughs> Don't think about what? your mom! No, I've never been in the middle of sex and been like, thanks, mom. <laughs> no. I appreciate everything you do for me. No. <laughs> no. What the heck? With my knees on either side of his hips, I wrapped my arms around his shoulders and deepened the kiss. I licked into his mouth, nibbled on his lower lip, stroked my tongue along his. Gideon gripped my waist and pushed me away. Oh, okay. He leaned into the seat back, his neck arched to look up at my face, his chest heaving. 
what are you doing to me? <laughs> well, sir, I think we're making out or sucking face. I don't know. <laughs> one of the two. I ran my hands down his chest through his dress shirt, feeling the unforgiving hardness of his muscles. My fingers traced the ridges of his abdomen, my mind forming a picture of how he might look naked. I'm touching you, enjoying the hell out of you. I want you, Gideon. He caught my wrists, stilling my movements. Later, we're in the middle of Manhattan. No one can see us. That's not the point. It's not the time or place to start something we can't finish for hours. I'm losing my mind already from this afternoon. So let's make sure we finish it now. His grip tightened painfully. We can't do that here. Why not? Then a surprising thought struck me. Haven't you ever had sex in a limo? No. <laughs> it's like it's common. Everyone has sex in limos. <laughs> what? You haven't done that? What are you talking about? You fucking prude. <laughs> I've only been in a limo like maybe three times. And it was like oh prom God. with all of the people and then like a wedding with the entire wedding. But mm. like I've never been in a limo by myself. No. Yeah, I think I've only been in a limo like once and I barely even remember it. Yeah. Like, girl, don't shame him. <laughs> <laughs> He's a billionaire, Michaela. Okay, so yeah, she can shame him. Yeah. <laughs> no, his jaw hardened. Have you? Looking away without answering, I saw the traffic and pedestrians surging around us. We were only inches away from hundreds of people, but the dark glass concealed us and made me feel reckless. I wanted to please him. I wanted to know I was capable of reaching into Gideon Cross and there was nothing to stop me but him. I rocked my hips against him, stroking myself with the hard length of his cock. His breath hissed out between clenched teeth. I need you, Gideon, I said breathlessly, inhaling his scent, which was richer now that he was aroused. I thought I might be slightly intoxicated just from the enticing smell of his skin. You drive me crazy. He released my wrists and cupped my face, his lips pressing hard against mine. I reached for the fly of his slacks, freeing the two buttons to access the concealed zipper. He tensed. I need this, I whispered against his lips. Give me this. This is too much pleading for me. Yeah, it seems a little desperate, like, put your dick in me now. Yeah, like, please, please. He's oh like, my God. no. Okay, well, no. It's no then. Like, let's just save it for later. Everyone needs to just get control of themselves. Yeah, and also just say what you want. Just do that. Because, like, if he if he's saying no, then that means no. Yeah. That's not like a, yeah. Like, just say yes then. If you want to have sex with her, then just do it. Yeah. If you don't, then don't. And yeah. then tell her to shut up. <laughs> Push her off of you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because he also initiated this. He pulled her into his lap. Yeah. And now he's like, what are you doing to me? No, we can't do this. What is this? <laughs> Babe. Sex? Never heard of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's a limo virgin and uh, an idiot. <laughs> and an idiot. He didn't relax, but he made no further attempts to stop me either. When he fell heavily into my palms, he groaned, the sound both pained and erotic. I squeezed him gently, my touch deliberately tender as I sized him with my hands. He was so hard, like stone and hot. I slid both of my fists up his length from root to tip, 
my breath catching when he quivered beneath me. Ah, I love a dry hand job. <laughs> You're doing great, madame. <laughs> That's why he's quivering. Yeah, yeah. He's, like, he's like so tense. He's like, no. <laughs> Sandpaper. Yeah. <laughs> Must have lubrication. Honey. Gideon gripped my thighs, his hands sliding upward beneath the edges of my dress until his thumbs found the red lace of my thong. Your cunt is so sweet, he murmured into my mouth. Okay, I got in trouble. Yes, tell me, what is it? Okay, in this book and the first book of the season, Married by Contract or whatever. Oh, yeah. They're both at balls yes. and they're dressed up to the nines problematic for me because if I were wearing like some beautiful dress, the hardware underneath that dress is like industrially made. Like I'm wearing Spanx. I'm wearing a bra that's not cute. Yeah. Like and she's in a backless dress. I'm assuming she has to be wearing some type of like knit pasties or like yeah. those plastic little cutlets that you put on. Yes. And all she's wearing is a tiny little red thong? Crazy. Wow. Crazy to me. I would never. I could never. Whenever I'm wearing like a really fancy floor-length dress, yep. the spanks are on. Yes. It doesn't even matter what she kind of dress it is. buckled in. Yeah, because chafing and also so just real. make yep. it smooth. Make, make it, it smooth, girl. Yes. So whenever there's these fantasies, I'm like, I don't see myself because- yeah. I would not feel sexy wearing my industrial Spanx. <laughs> I don't know. It's a weird, it's weird for it me. It is. It's, it's, it goes to show how like fantastical mm-hmm. that these books are, how like none of these situations would actually happen. Yeah. The only time I could maybe potentially see myself doing something like this was if I was with a long-term partner mm-hmm. and they knew my body and they knew what I looked like and I didn't have to like go out of my way to impress them. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If they saw me in my Spanx and were like, just let me get my hand yeah, in that's there. That's it. Like, just, just take them it's off. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. But not with a billionaire that I just met a week ago. Yeah. I'd be like, these are me Spanx. Yeah. <laughs> and I love them. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of, I think it's the last movie in the Fifty Shades series where they go to a gala it's a masquerade and she's wearing like this silk dress mm. that only like ties in the back loosely. And he, she has a vibrator inside of, she has some type of toy in her yeah. that he's controlling while they're sitting at dinner. Yeah. And she's only wearing a thong. And I'm like, if I was in a silk dress being pleasured while seated, the dress would be soaked through. <laughs> Ruined. It would be. Yes, especially if you're sitting down. If you're sitting down wearing no material and being pleasured. Mama. That dress. <laughs> like, I just, it doesn't, my brain is like, that doesn't work. I didn't even think of that. It's not how it just works. now. Yeah. Wow. She comes like twice in that scene and she's. And there's no stains. No. <laughs> It's so unrealistic. Who's this designer and what metal are they using yeah, in this yeah. dress? Like what? Yeah, what metal like under guard is there in this dress? <laughs> She's wearing chain mail. Yeah, I need to know. <laughs> she put down a tarp. Oh my God. Uh, it's just a thong made out of tarp fabric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Your cunt is so sweet. He murmured into my mouth. I want to spread you out and lick you till you beg for my cock. Okay, sir. I'll beg now if you want, 
You have been. We know. <laughs> You've actively been Yeah, begging. we know. We know, girl. <laughs> I stroked him with one hand and reached for my clutch with the other, snapping it open to grab a condom. <gasps> Safe sex. Prepared. One of his thumbs slid beneath the edge of my panties, the pad sliding through the slickness of my desire. I've barely touched you, he whispered, his eyes glittering up at me in the shadows of the back seat. And you're ready for me. I can't help it. I don't want you to help it. He pushed his thumb inside me, biting his lower lip when I clenched helplessly around him. <laughs> Michaela just shoved a thumbs up in my face. <laughs> just shoved it up there. Up you go. I've never had a man shove just a thumb inside of me. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Or unless they're talking about like in the slit. No, it's inside because inside. she clenches around him. Okay. Well, that's weird. Isn't yeah. it weird? Isn't that weird? It is, I don't know. It is a little weird. I guess maybe because he's seated, but like still, you have to get your whole other fist, fist, your the entirety of your hand underneath to get your thumb in instead of just putting your fingers in. Yeah, flat and hand. Flat hand. Unless, put- he, unless he is flat handing it and his thumb is up. Oh, his hand is caressing her buttocks? Her taint? No, that is so <laughs> difficult. That's so difficult. Okay, Sylvia Day. Yeah, who knows what's going on here? I, no one does. This book was doomed from the start because yeah. of the back of this book. She ruined it with the back of the book. Yeah, we she were like, really "This did. is stupid." Now everything that's written in here, we're like, "This is stupid." It's so stupid. My mother was right. <laughs> A mother is always right. Listen to your mother and think about her while having sex. Yeah, think apparently, about her. apparently yeah. that's what we do in this book. He pushed his thumb inside me, biting his lower lip when I clenched helplessly around him. It wouldn't be fair when I can't stop what you do to me. I ripped the foil packet open with my teeth and held it out to him with the ring of the condom protruding from the tear. I'm not good with these. His hand curled around mine. I'm breaking all my rules with you. What? Wait, what's the rule? Well, I think he's doing a stupid Christian Grey rule where he's like, I don't do condoms. You must do birth control. I hate this man. It's disgusting. I hate this I man. I fucking, yeah. It's no. the same in Fifty Shades. They're not allowed to wear condoms. Well, he doesn't, they don't want to wear condoms. Hmm. I wonder why she gets pregnant. No, I'm mad. This yeah. is stupid. Like what a disgusting a double standard. That's such an awful double standard. No. Gideon, giddy why is up. That a, yeah. Why is that a, <laughs> Gideon, giddy up. Ew. Giddy out. Giddy out. Don't giddy in, giddy out. Giddy out. <laughs> Oh my god. I hate it. Ugh. These men are so pretentious for absolutely zero reasons. They have money. That's the only reason. Jeff Bezos would never treat us this way. I think he would. Yeah, he would. He doesn't pay his employees. (laughs) I don't think he wears condoms. (laughs) (laughs) The seriousness of his low tone sent a burst of warmth and confidence through me. Rules are made to be broken. Yeah, for her safety. I saw his teeth flash white. Then he hit a button on the panel beside him and said, Drive until I say otherwise. My cheeks heated. Another car's headlights pierced the dark-tinted glass and slid over my face, betraying my embarrassment. Why, Eva, he purred, rolling the condom on deftly. You've seduced me into having sex in my limousine. But blush when I tell my driver I don't want to be interrupted while you do it to me? His sudden playfulness made me desperate to have him. 
Setting my hands on his shoulders for balance, I lifted onto my knees, rising to gain the height I needed to hover over the crown of Gideon's thick cock. But if he had horns... <laughs> Who needs shoulders when you have horns, mama? <laughs> Where my ice planet barbarians at? <laughs> Where's Bechtel? Bechtel! Every man that is featured in any of these books from now on will forever be compared to Bechtel. Yeah, they don't even know it yet, but they're all standing in his shadow. They're like that understudy that no one wants. <laughs> you go for Adina Menzel, but... You get uh, Adina Mazee. Adina Mazee. <laughs> <laughs> no, was it Adele Mazee? Adina Mazee. I don't know, I but don't it, know was wrong. it was wrong. It was wrong. When a man is built for women's pleasure, when a man biologically has a rabid vibrator as a penis, you can't get any better than that. No, there's no coming back from that. No. Vectil has ruined us. Once you go alien, you never come back. You don't go Gideon. <laughs> you don't go. You don't go giddy up. <laughs> His hands fisted at my hips, and I heard a snap as he tore my panties away. <gasps> Babe! Babe, we got an event. (laughs) We're going places. (gasps) What the fuck? He is pretentious and he is inconsiderate. What the hell? Now she's going to be pantyless, which I understand, hot. But they just had sex. She has nothing to wipe herself up with. So now she's just going to have like female drippage. Crusting on her thighs at this gala. Female drippage. Like a leaky faucet. Like, I'm mad. What the fuck? I know. No. The abrupt sound and the violent action behind it spurred my desire to a fever pitch. I like how how this scene could be so hot, but in our brains, we're thinking functionality. (laughs) We're not thinking fun and pleasure, which it is. We're like, what is she going to do after? Yeah. We're not like, ooh, this would be so hot if this happened to us. We're like, if this happened to us, I'd be pissed. Yeah, I'd be angry. (laughs) I'd be hate-fucking him right now. (laughs) Go slow, he ordered hoarsely, lifting his hips to push his pants down farther. His erection brushed between my legs as he moved, and I whimpered, so aching and empty, as if the orgasms he'd given me earlier had only deepened my craving rather than appeased it. He tensed when I wrapped my fingers around him and positioned him, tucking the wide crest against the saturated folds of my cleft. The scent of our lust was heavy and humid in the air, a seductive mix of need and pheromones that awakened every cell in my body. My skin was flushed and tingling, my breasts heavy and tender. This was what I'd wanted from the moment I first saw him, to possess him, to climb up his magnificent body and take him deep inside me. God, Eva, he gasped as I lowered onto him, his hands flexing restlessly on my thighs. I closed my eyes, feeling too exposed. I'd wanted intimacy with him, yet this seemed too intimate. We were eye to eye, only inches apart, cocooned in a small space with the rest of the world streaming by around us. I could sense his agitation, Knew he was feeling as off-center as I was. You're so tight. (laughs) Good one. That's original. Yeah, yeah. His gasped words were threaded with a hint of delicious agony. Here's what I don't understand. The men always say that. They always say, you're so tight, especially in these books. Mm -hmm. Is that supposed to be hot to us? 
Yeah, I guess. Because to me, I'm just, that's like, I'm neither here nor there. I don't fucking care how tight I am. No, yeah, I feel like a man has said that to me before, but I don't really, I, I can't really remember a specific moment. What I can remember more is when they say, you feel so good. Yeah. Which that makes more sense. I'm like, okay, great. You're putting like a descriptor. Yeah, you're telling your- me how I how you feel. Yeah. Instead of just commenting on my body. Yeah, like you're tight. It's like, ooh. What is that supposed to mean? You're tall. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, your hair is brown. Yeah. <laughs> We're in a room. (laughs) You have a queen bed. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, it's a bed. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I don't know. I feel like maybe men think that it's a compliment. And like, I guess that it is tight. Like you're putting your penis into something. Into a hole. So like you would feel things. Yes. Yeah. This is accurate. Tip for all the men listening. Describe how it makes you feel. Not what you're feeling. Yeah. Say you feel so good. You feel so good. Uh, you're so wet. That's a better one. That's a than good one. Tight. I don't know. You make me so hot. There you go. Pick your poison. Yeah. I took more of him, letting him slide deeper. I sucked in a deep breath, feeling exquisitely stretched. Pressing his palm flat to my lower belly, he touched my throbbing clit with the pad of his thumb and began to massage it in slow, expertly soft circles. Everything in my core tightened and clenched, sucking him deeper. Ew. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> no! What's up with the sucking? Oh, Why is it so always weird. sucking? Why is her vagina sucking him? No. That just makes me think of like a monster. It makes me think of like a flashlight. Like, Ew! Like, no. Oh my god. Ew, sucking. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't want it. <laughs> Gobble me, swallow me. <laughs> Megan the Stallion knows. Yeah, she knows. Opening my eyes, I looked at him from under heavy eyelids. He was so beautiful, sprawled beneath me in his elegant tuxedo, his powerful body straining with the primal need to mate. His neck arched, his head pressing hard into the seat back as if he were struggling against invisible bonds. Ah, Christ, he bit out, his teeth grinding. I'm going to come so hard. The dark promise excited me. Sweat misted my skin. I became so wet and hot that I slid smoothly down the length of his cock until I'd nearly sheathed him. A breathless cry escaped me before I'd taken him to the root. He was so deep I could hardly stand it, forcing me to shift from side to side, trying to shift inside to side. trying to ease the unexpected bite of discomfort. But my body didn't seem to care that he was too big. It was rippling around him, squeezing, trembling on the verge of orgasm. Gideon cursed and gripped my hip with his free hand, urging me to lean backward as his chest heaved with frantic breaths. The position altered my descent, and I opened, accepting all of him. Immediately his body temperature rose, his torso radiating sultry heat through his clothes. Sweat dotted his upper lip. Leaning forward, I slid my tongue along the sculpted curve, collecting the saltiness with a low murmur of delight. She just licked the sweat off of his upper lip? Yeah. (laughs) You don't do that, Michaela? What? You just don't go around licking sweaty lips? No. (laughs) No. 
I know. Flag on the play. No. Sports. No. <laughs> yeah, I was like, a what? I don't want it. His hips churned impatiently. I lifted carefully, sliding up a few inches before he stopped me with that ferocious grasp on my hip. Slow, he warned again, with an authoritative bite that sent lust pulsing through me. I lowered, taking him into me again, feeling an oddly luscious soreness as he pushed just past my limits. Our eyes locked on each other as the pleasure spread from the place where we connected. It struck me then that we were both fully clothed except for the most private and intimate parts of our bodies. You just noticed. Pay attention, girl. <laughs> I found that excruciatingly carnal, as were the sounds he made, as if the pleasure were as extreme for him as it was for me. Wild for him, I pressed my mouth to his, my fingers gripping the sweat-damp roots of his hair. I kissed him as I rocked my hips, riding the maddening circling of his thumb, feeling the orgasm building with every slide of his long, thick penis into my melting core. I lost my mind somewhere along the way, primitive instinct taking over until my body was completely in charge. I could focus on nothing but the driving urge to fuck, the ferocious need to ride his cock until the tension burst and set me free of this grinding hunger. It's so good, I sobbed, lost to him. You feel? Ah, oh, God, it's too good. <laughs> this poor driver. Like, He's got his headphones in at this yeah, point. He's yeah. like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Using both hands, Gideon commanded my rhythm, tilting me into an angle that had the big crown of his cock rubbing a tender, aching spot inside me. As I tightened and shook, I realized I was going to come from that, just from the expert thrust of him inside me. Gideon! He captured me by the nape as the orgasm exploded through me, starting with the ecstatic spasms of my core and radiating outward until I was trembling all over. He watched me fall apart, holding my gaze when I would have closed my eyes. Possessed by his stare, I moaned and came harder than I ever had, my body jerking with every pulse of pleasure. Fuck, 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 he growled, pounding his hips up at me, yanking my hips down to meet his punishing lunges. He hit the end of me with every deep thrust, battering into me. I could feel him growing harder and thicker. I watched him avidly, needing to see it when he went over the edge for me. His eyes were wild with his need, losing their focus as his control frayed, his gorgeous face ravaged by the brutal race to climax. Eva! He came with an animal sound of feral ecstasy, a snarling release that riveted me with its ferocity. He shook as the orgasm tore into him, his features softening for an instant with an unexpected vulnerability. Cupping his face, I brushed my lips across his, comforting him as the forceful bursts of his gasping breath struck my cheeks. Eva. He wrapped his arms around me and crushed me to him, pressing his damp face into the curve of my neck. I knew just how he felt. Stripped. Laid bare. Well, him coming was probably the best part of this sex scene. Yeah. You got a little silent there at the end. Yeah, because I was trying to just picture it yeah i guess yeah that was good yeah that second half was really nice yeah yeah i could see it yeah i was really trying to like put aside in my mind that i don't like 
him. Yeah. I was like trying to just be in the moment. Personality aside, the dick is good. Yeah. There were some descriptive words that I was like, no, but it, it was fine. It did the job. Great. We stayed like that for a long time, holding each other, absorbing the aftershocks. He turned his head and kissed me softly, the strokes of his tongue into my mouth, soothing my ragged emotions. Wow. I breathed, shaken. His mouth twitched. Yeah. <laughs> no. 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 What? That's what I'm going to say after sex next. <laughs> yeah. That's so awful. I smiled, feeling dazed and high. Gideon brushed the damp tendrils of hair off my temples, his fingertips gliding almost reverently across my face. The way he steadied me made my chest hurt. He looked stunned and grateful, his eyes warm and tender. I don't want to break this moment. Because I could hear it hanging in the air, I filled it in. But? But I can't blow off this dinner. I have a speech to give. Oh. The moment was effectively broken. Yeah, why Why would he say that? Obviously, we're going. Yeah, well, but you turn around and go somewhere else. Yeah, what are, what are you talking about? We we did the deed. It was now we're pre- going to go. It was predetermined that we're going to the gala. Yeah, exactly. Don't stress. No, it's good. But she's stressed. You can yeah. tell. I lifted gingerly off him, biting my lip at the feel of him slipping wetly out of me. The friction was enough to make me want more. He'd barely softened. Damn it, he said roughly. I want you again. He caught me before I moved away, pulling a handkerchief out from somewhere and running it gently between my legs. Ah, a gentleman. (laughs) It was a deeply intimate act, on par with the sex we'd just had. But that's also a little bit weird. (laughs) (laughs) The guy just, like, pulled me to him and wiped me. Yeah. I'd rather him just Uh, give me the Yeah, be like, here you go. Or ask first, like, can I tend to you? Ew, no, (laughs) I don't want that. (laughs) When I was dry, I settled on the seat beside him and dug my lip gloss out of my clutch. I watched Gideon over the edge of my mirrored compact as he removed the condom and tied it off. He wrapped it in a cocktail napkin, then tossed it in a cleverly hidden trash receptacle. After restoring his appearance, he told the driver to head to our destination. Then he settled into the seat and stared out the window. Ew, what? Why? End of sex scene. That ended very weird. It was, like, cold. Yeah, which is part of the point. Oh, that's just the way that he is? Yeah, it's like a, it's one of his cracks that she sees. Ah, the mirror. Yeah, he, like, withdraws because she, like, bared him. Bared to you, like the name. He's stressed that she's seeing things. Sure, sure, sure. It's traumatic for no reason. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was the sex scene. I think that was our first car scene. No, I read a car scene in my book. Oh, oh my God, you're so right. Season finale. Yeah. What did you think about that? Tell me your thoughts. Because I think if, this is my opinion, if we isolated the sex scene from the circumstance and from, like we said, the personalities of these people... Mm-hmm. I feel like it would have been a good sex scene. Yeah. You don't seem convinced. No. <laughs> I didn't I didn't enjoy the dialogue. I didn't think that there was any connection between them. It was just her pleading for him to have sex. No, it was him initiating and then gaslighting her into <laughs> thinking that 
why are you crazy? We're not going to have sex. And then her begging for it. Mm-hmm. And then they finally got there and he showed his douche colors by being like, I usually don't wear a condom. Yeah. But I'll do it for you. And then stuck his thumb inside of her. And then... I love the Sparks Notes version. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then she went down and like barely moved because he was like, slow. Yeah. And then he thrusted a little and that, and then he came inside of her, which thank God she was wearing a condom. Yeah. Nothing really happened. And it, I can't just leave the characters outside. Like that's already in it for me. True. And I just think that the sex itself was kind of boring. Like, yeah, they were in a car. That's it. That's the only special thing about it. I see your point. Yeah, I don't know. I wasn't a fan. Great. Sorry, Sylvia Day. (laughs) Sorry, girl. thanks, Sylvia. We'll pass on this one. Yeah, what would you rate it? Well, I think I was satisfied. Mm. I would give it like a solid five. Yeah, I was thinking a four. Should we compromise? Yeah, we'll do a 4.5. We'll do a (laughs) 4.5. Great. That's fine with me. Yeah, I'm happy with that. 4.5. Just a little bit undersatisfying. Yeah. Yeah, it's when a book is too dramatic and when the characters are just like... Blah. Blah. But it's it's drama for like no reason. Yeah, it's no... There's no reason for any of this drama. No. Like what... Uh, what The back of this book was like the most awful part of this book. Yeah, yeah. Like I see his cracks. He is my mirror. The Our bonds are traumatizing will we fall in love or will we fall apart like no you're just two people and you met in a lobby like yeah it's rich people drama that i'm not invested in it's not accessible yeah we've seen this before 50 great 50 grays of shade 50 grays 50 grays (laughs) did this already yeah and so we already know what this is this is the exact same story and And it's no more exciting it it wasn't satisfying then and it's not satisfying now no like maybe the sex is a little i don't know we'll see if and when we read 50 shades we can compare them but yeah yeah it's just weird it's a very privileged thing to write about yeah and i don't care it's not accessible no like i've i've read a sex a sexy book where like the girl was rich but the guy was not not really wasn't poor but like he was from a middle class he's normal yeah and like that was a little bit more sexy Mm. but this i'm just like okay cool he can't look at you after sex (laughs) that's his flaw (laughs) i've had sex with a man who like couldn't be touched after sex and needed like a minute I'm like, okay. Whatever you want. That's not an issue. Like, that's not an issue. I'm not dramatizing this. No. Great. Okay, Sylvia Day, 4.5. Now never speak to us again. Yeah, we don't need it. It baffles me that this is a trilogy. Yeah. But honestly, because I read the whole trilogy. Mm. I was like, let's go. I'm going to consume this and see what happens. Yeah. And all three books are the exact same. The sex gets so stale. Mm-hmm. by the by the third book i would just like i didn't even want to read i didn't even want to finish the book i was no. like i know exactly what's gonna happen all the sex is the same he ends up like spoiler alert for people he ends up being extremely traumatized like he has tra- hashtag trauma mm-hmm. and he starts like strangling her in his sleep <gasps> oh my god like he has like a form of sleepwalking where he turns violent yeah and so they have to figure all that out. And it's just like, what is the reason for this? Yeah, you're not invested. No, I am i don't like the characters enough to actually care about them. Yeah. 
Yeah, it doesn't need to be a trilogy. No. Does I'm assuming that in the second book she gets kidnapped and then in the third she's pregnant. Um I actually don't remember. Okay, great. I didn't pay that much attention. Well, we're just gonna say yes. <laughs> I know they get married. Great, yes. And that's like the, the long t- that's like the long term struggle is is them deciding whether they should get married or not oh. because he like turns violent towards her. He needs therapy. Yes. And she's like, please, I won't be with you unless you have therapy. And it's actually, that's a huge argument. He doesn't want to do therapy. Oh, my God. He doesn't want to wear a condom. He doesn't want to go to therapy. And yet she has to do all this shit. No. No. I don't like you. Giddy in, giddy up. Giddy out. (laughs) Okay. Anyway. Great. Sorry for disappointing all of you this week, but I hope you enjoyed it. And if you really weren't disappointed, then go read the rest of these books. Support Sylvia Day. Mm-hmm. And also, you should follow us on Instagram at Not Mother's Book Club. And then send us your homewritten erotica because we're still doing Let's Have a Quickie. Whoa, whoa. Uh, you can send it to our email, notmothersbookclub at gmail.com. And if you want to listen to Let's Have a Quickie and get an extra episode every month, you can become a Patreon. You can find us at Patreon slash Not Your Mother's Book Club. Yeah, that's it. Great. You got it. <laughs> I was like, is it? I'm guessing. I you think so. You got it right. Those are all the plugs. Those are all the things. And go listen and watch our YouTube videos. You can see us in person. Yeah. You can see our disgust in person. Yeah. It's almost like you're sitting in the room with us. Ooh. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you. Have a great week, you guys. Yes. And read lots of sexy books. Do it. It's the only good thing in this world. (laughs) Okay, bye, Smuts. Bye.